Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. This week, I'm really excited to have Jenny and Taylor joining me to discuss Disney's Animal Kingdom and all that we love about this special Walt Disney World park. Jenny and I are both self-proclaimed Walt Disney World gurus, and Taylor had the privilege of working at Disney's Animal Kingdom as part of Disney's college program, so we have lots of expertise. So let's jump right in into our At the Core this week and talk about all of our favorites and why we love Disney's Animal Kingdom. I personally have had clients who have said they don't want to go to Animal Kingdom because they have zoos close to them, and why go to Animal Kingdom when they can go to a zoo close to home? My reaction to this always is, Animal Kingdom's not a zoo! Like, it's not a zoo. Yes, there are animals. Yes, there are things to do with animals there, but it is so far from a zoo. Jenny, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Animal Kingdom in general and why it's not a zoo. (laughs) I definitely agree that it has animals and the animals are amazing and part of the experience, but there's so much more to do and see. There's attractions and characters galore and shows and just so much more than just your everyday run-of-the-mill zoo. I agree. And so Taylor, having worked there, give us your thoughts on Animal Kingdom and why it's not a zoo. (laughs) So I actually had the common misconception um, before I started working there as well that Animal Kingdom was just a zoo. I actually had never been there until I started working for them. And it's now my favorite park. The theming alone between all the different parts of Animal Kingdom is, I think, what makes it even sometimes more magical than Magic Kingdom. It's just, it's really a great blend of cultures and education, and it's a lot of fun. I agree. And I think they have done a nice job with how Animal Kingdom is set up with the different continents, basically. So like there's Asia and Africa, and then there's also Pandora, which is based on the world of Avatar. And so they have these different areas, Dino Land too. I'm just thinking of them as I speak, apparently. But all these different areas that are themed, but there are different things that are related to the culture, the background. And I do think, I mean, there's a lot of educational pieces at all of the parks, but I do think that Animal Kingdom has a lot of educational components that can be overlooked if you don't know what you're doing or where you're going within there, but there is a lot there. So let's go ahead and jump into some of our favorites and we can talk about all this more as we're talking about our favorites from Animal Kingdom. So let's start with food. Obviously, I'm a big foodie. So let's start with table service restaurants. Jenny, what is your favorite table service restaurant at Animal Kingdom? As far as food, I think Yak and Yeti might be some of the best food I've ever had anywhere, not just at Disney World, but anywhere. It's one of my very, very favorite places for fun and things that the kids would love. It's hard to beat Tusker House. It's the safari characters and 
Mickey and his fun safari gear and Goofy and the gang. So that's really fun. We like my little like secret tidbit. We like to try and schedule the latest breakfast reservation possible so that you can get the breakfast food and then the lunch food follows in and like just so many options and buffet food (laughs) more. So that's my, my secret little tidbit there. Well, I do hope that the buffet comes back. We'll see what happens there. So Taylor, what's your favorite table service at Animal Kingdom? So I put two. I really like Tiffin's. It's a little bit nicer quality, like fine dining food. So I was only ever able to eat there once, but I treated myself when I was there. (laughs) And then I put for my honorable mention, I really like the Rainforest Cafe. I know they have one in Disney Springs, but just being in Animal Kingdom and going to the Rainforest Cafe right at the front, like it just kind of ties it all together. It's, it's a great way to end your day at the park. I also like Rainforest Cafe. We actually have been to the one in Chicago several times, but I like the theming and, and the whole feel of it. I think it does kind of give that whole animal theme a good nod. So for my favorite table service, I'm with you, Taylor. I'm with Tiffin's. I think it is the best food. I also like Yak and Yeti. Jenny, what food don't I like? Let's be <laughs> honest here. And then I do think that Tusker House is a great option with the characters. And I hope that they will bring those back soon. So there is so much good food at Animal Kingdom. But we also have to talk about quick service and snacks. Jenny, for quick service food at Animal Kingdom, what are your thoughts? This one's harder for me because we usually spend a lot of time at the sit-down restaurants, so we don't get to experience all of the quick service options there. My husband loves the pulled pork mac and cheese at the Flame Tree. That's his favorite. It's huge. It could feed all of us if we were a little more daring. So I think that that's probably our go-to quick service. That's a great choice. What about you, Taylor? I really like Satuli Canteen over at Pandora, the world of Avatar. My favorite thing there is the cheeseburger steamed pots just because it's a cheeseburger inside of a bao bun. But they also offer like really cool bowls that can meet anybody's dietary restrictions. And it's really good. I think that area is more for some of our more adventurous eaters, but they do have more, I don't know, kid friendly ideas with like cheeseburger type things. But I had a shrimp garlic bowl thing over there and it was really good and and i do think there are some fun options over in the world of avatar too that can add a little spice to your life too so for my favorite quick service i think i like all of them flame tree is obviously great but i think pizza saurus is going to have to be the winner for me because it's a quick service restaurant but they have a great option where you can get like a family style meal that is a quick service. So that includes pizza, pasta, salad, your drinks, and it's all included. So when I took my kids by myself a couple of years ago, we did this and it was a great price point and we really enjoyed it and the kids loved it because it was pizza. So that would probably be my favorite choice. So moving on to snacks. Yes, we're still talking about food. Jenny, what's your favorite snack at Animal Kingdom? Pangu Pangu over in Pandora has a colossal pretzel. It's not the typical Mickey pretzel. This thing is huge and it comes with beer cheese. And that is one of my favorite snacks. It is kind of pricey. I think it was over $10 the last time we went, but it's huge and you could easily consider it almost a meal. So that's our our go-to. I love that. Taylor, what about you? I put two. Um, I put a food and then I had to put a drink. 
But for my food, I did the pulled pork street tacos from the Smiling Crocodile. It's actually a little bit more than just a snack. Like you could probably just eat it as a full meal and then tide you over until dinner. But um, it's a good like walking around eating food. And then I also did one from Pongu Pongu, but I did the Night Blossom. It's really similar. Like it's like a layered drink. It's frozen. And it's got like the... They're like jelly balls. Like it's almost like... What's that super popular drink? Bubble tea. Yeah. Yeah. But they can do it alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So kids can enjoy it too. But it's really cool looking and it's really tasty, especially on a really hot day. I have a story that probably isn't appropriate, but I'll throw it in. So my kids and I shared one of those when we were at Animal Kingdom several years ago. And then all ended up with the flu. So that was super fun. So don't share your drink. I mean, I mean, this was pre COVID pre, you know, germs everywhere. You know, I'm sharing a drink with my kids didn't think much of it. Yeah, we all had the flu. So drink is delicious. (laughs) Not so great (laughs) to have the flu later. But anyway, so for my favorite snack, I also went into the world of Pandora and there is a pineapple cream cheese spring roll that is over there that is sweet and savory and crisp and gooey. And of course it has pineapples in it. So it's my top pick for snacks. Now that we've covered all of the food, let's jump into attractions. Jenny, what's your favorite attraction at Animal Kingdom? There are so many to choose from. It's hard to pick just one. Flights of Passage is innovative and I've never been on anything like that anywhere else. So I really appreciate that. My daughter would pick Cali River Rapids because it doesn't matter how many times I ride that awful raft ride, I am always the one who gets soaked. So that's her favorite. I think mine is probably Kilimanjaro Safari. Just being able to see those animals that close is amazing. And then if you get stopped in a giraffe jam, it's, I mean, who gets (laughs) to have that happen? So that one is for me the best ride at Animal Kingdom. I do really like the safari and having actually been on a real safari, I will say that the animals are much healthier (laughs) at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Like we went on a real safari and we were surprised, like we also went during a drought, but we were surprised then when we went back to Disney and I'm like, oh, they're actually (laughs) fed here. (laughs) So, So that was entertaining for us. So Taylor, what's your favorite attraction? I'm kind of like Jenny. I mean, I love all of them. I picked kind of my, I kind of picked one from each of the lands. So I really love Expedition Everest. That one's super fun for any thrill seekers or people who like going backwards in total darkness. <laughs> it's super fun. I also put Kilimanjaro Safaris. I really like going. Pro tip, if you go at dusk time, you're more likely to see a lot of the animals coming out. And there's usually not that long of a wait. I also put dinosaur just because that one is classic, family fun, takes your photo. People love that. And especially for little kids who love dinosaurs, there's a gift shop at the very end where they can go and buy their own dinosaurs. And then I also put one that was like not necessarily a ride, but just kind of something for like more looking to like fill your time. The Gorilla Falls Trail. That one's really fun. I believe it's like right outside of the safari ride. And it just kind of takes you back through, you still get to see some of the animals back there, but it's just like a fun little nature walk. It's it's pretty similar to the one in Asia, the, the jungle trek. 
in terms of getting to, to see similar views, but you see one from the point of view of Africa and then one from Asia. Yeah, I, I think those are all great options. So you guys have already covered all of my favorites. So I put three tube, I guess we're all those people, but I put flight of passage. And then I also thought, obviously, expedition Everest. Funny story, the first time we took my daughter on it, I think she must have been five, maybe six. And when she got off, she's like, ay, 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 that was so scary. Like she was just like, but then of course she wanted to go again. She's one of those that like cries and gets all upset leading up to it. But then once she actually goes on it, she loves it and enjoys it. So it's like one of those things like getting over that first initial ride and then it's a free for all. And then obviously the safari too. Great attractions and so much fun that can be had with those sorts of things at Animal Kingdom. Let's go ahead and jump into characters. So Jenny, tell me a little bit about your experiences with the characters at Animal Kingdom. I think Animal Kingdom has some of the best character interactions of all of the parks. They just have so many different ones that you can't see in a lot of the other places. So we sometimes will go to Animal Kingdom just to see the characters, which I know sounds kind of ridiculous, but that's that's how we are. <laughs> so obviously getting to see Mickey and Minnie together, that's super cool. We also were first in line one year to see Launchpad McQuack, and he treated us like we were the most famous people. He flew around with us, and that was super neat. But my favorite character is one that doesn't necessarily have a line. It's just completely random. But getting to meet Kevin, the giant rainbow bird from Up, is probably my coolest thing that we've had happen. My daughter and I, one year, had rainbow dresses, and... We happened to see him when we were eating at Yak and Yeti and we ran out and we missed her and she walked away. And then all of a sudden she turned around, started squawking, which I didn't even know she could do and parted the crowd to come find my daughter because that was her lost baby. And she like, uh, my daughter got to hug her and I tried to get a picture, but where Kevin was so close, Kevin's head got chopped off the top. <laughs> so photographer, <laughs> I am not... But getting to see Kevin was super fun. I remember when you posted those pictures, they're adorable. You guys both looked great in those dresses. Like your theming with your outfits are awesome. So you'll, yeah, you'll notice in the header for this week's episode, Jenny is also wearing a themed Animal Kingdom dress. So make sure you check that out when you're looking at the show notes on the site. So Taylor, tell me about your experiences with the characters. I also put Kevin. I think it's really cool to have a character that just kind of roams around. Like you never really have like a set meetup spot. And it's just, it's like really special when they just pop up. I also put Rafiki. You can't find him anywhere else. He's over at Rafiki's Planet Watch. So there's like a little, a fun little train ride to get up there. And I also put Chip and Dale in Dinoland because they're wearing super cute dinosaur costumes and who doesn't want a picture with Chip and Dale wearing dino onesies? So obviously, I'm a big Chip fan. My dog's name is Chip. Those are really adorable character meet and greets. The one that I picked is actually one that I haven't personally done. But when Sharon originally reached out about being an agent, she and I had started planning her Disney trip. And then she's like, um, I think I want to try to be an agent. And so we were talking. And one of the ones that she had asked about was Jiminy Cricket. And 
it actually turned out that she was going to be there when he was out because he only usually comes out on Earth Day and she was actually going to be there. And it was just a coincidence that she had asked about when she could meet him. And so I thought that was kind of a neat one and, and a more unique character that can be found at Animal Kingdom. Fireworks. So Animal Kingdom is one of the unique parks that does not have fireworks. And this is because of the animals. Obviously, fireworks and those sorts of things would scare the animals, fire hazards, that sort of thing with the safari right there. They ended up doing a light show called Rivers of Light. Jenny, you want to talk to us a little bit about Rivers of Light? I feel like this has had you know several variations over the years. It started as Jungle Book and moved to Rivers of Light. Then they revised it to a new Rivers of Light, just trying to find that fan base. It's not my favorite show in all of Disney World. I think it's pretty. I get rained on every single time. I, the, the rain gods are never <laughs> on my side. But it is pretty, and it's something to see. I think the Tree of Light is the best part of nighttime at Animal Kingdom, but it's still a pretty show to see one time. (laughs) Taylor, what are your thoughts? I also agree. I mean, it's not my favorite. I think that the music is really awesome. And I think it's really cool that they have all of their floats that just kind of migrate down the river. That's really cool. And then it, it is cool to see once, maybe more than once, but I also, I, I'll stay late at night to, to see the Tree of Life Awakenings. Those are really cool to see everything kind of lighting up and coming to life over there. So obviously we all kind of feel the same way about Rivers of Light. Like it is neat. And they obviously put a lot of time and thought and effort into it, but it, it just doesn't compare to the shows at the other parks. So if you're going to skip something at Animal Kingdom, we would probably all say that Rivers of Light would be the thing to skip. But if you're only there one day, it is worth seeing. It is neat. It is unlike any other show on property. So that's something to think about and consider. As far as parades and cavalcades, they've kind of done this a little bit differently in Animal Kingdom. The cavalcades or parade type situation goes down the river. And so you can see the characters from afar obviously very easy with social distancing since they're on the river, but it is really fun to watch these go by. And there are several different ones. There's Discovery River Character Cruise. um, And usually that has Pocahontas and Miko or Rafiki and Timon. And then Donald's Dino Boat Bash has Donald, Daisy, and then usually Launchpad McQuack. And then Goofy and Pals Set Sail is Goofy, Chip, and Dale. And then there's Mickey and Friends. And that's Mickey, Minnie, and Pluto. So there's lots of different options. And you'll just see them randomly right now as you're visiting the park. So in the seating area for Rivers of Light, last time that I was there was actually on the AEP. And so there was a large group of us. And a lot of people went on Expedition Everest. And then we took kind of a little break sitting there where you see Rivers of Light. And so that was kind of nice to be able to just sit there and watch them go by randomly while we took a little break and had a snack and a drink. So Jenny, tell me about your experiences here with any of this as far as characters. I have not actually gotten to see any of the cavalcades yet. Just YouTube clips, of course. But um, So I live vicariously through YouTube. But 
No, I have not gotten to see anything. I do think it's great that Disney is trying to still offer these amazing opportunities to see characters, even if you're not one-on-one with them. So I think that that's, it's a really unique and kind of cool way to still get the magic at Disney World. I agree. Taylor, your thoughts? I haven't been back there since they, they started the the cavalcades, but I also watched some videos on YouTube and saw some pictures. I think it's really awesome that they they still kept with like the the theming of the boats and, and kept like characters together. Of course, I I miss like the normal parades where they walk down and kind of get to interact with with guests. But this is still like a nice magical like fun pop up that people can still look forward to. I agree. And so when we were there, it was actually late November mid-November, and we were able to see Santa on one of them, too. So they had a special Christmas-themed one, and you got to see Santa going down the river. So that was a lot of fun. So as far as shows, there are a lot of different show options. A lot of these are closed right now due to COVID, but there are some really fun shows at Animal Kingdom that are enjoyable. Jenny, what's your favorite show? The Lion King, hands down. It's just over-the-top cheesy fun you can't help but sing along and everybody just leaves really happy so that's my favorite i love that one too taylor what do you think definitely between festival of the lion king and the finding nemo show they're both sing-alongs the nemo show is they have some new songs in it which is cute i love the costumes in both of them the choreography and costumes is super great yeah they've done a really nice job with all of the shows and making them really unique and fun. One of my favorites is actually the Nemo musical. I think that one is super cute. And I also like the Up show where they have the different birds and feathered friends that come out and fly over you. The first time that we saw that, it was just myself and my trio. And it was actually a little creepy with all the birds and such, but maybe that's just me. But a really neat show and something neat to see and do at Animal Kingdom. I guess the next thing we need to talk about is how we would compare and rate Animal Kingdom to the other four parks. Taylor already said that she thinks this is probably her favorite park since she worked there. But Jenny, what are your thoughts here? I put it a close second behind Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom's always my favorite, but Animal Kingdom definitely gives it a run for its money. And so I, I'm probably, maybe this is my maybe tied with Epcot and third. I don't know. Like I'm definitely Magic Kingdom's definitely my favorite. And then Hollywood Studios has a very special spot for me. I'm going to say tied for third with Epcot so that nobody has to be last. We're going to go that route. But it is a super fun park. I think you can easily fill an entire day. I do have clients who are sometimes concerned that it's like a half day park. And I would say it's absolutely not a half day park. There's tons to see, lots of attractions, and you can really make the most of it and make it a full day park if that's what you're going for. If you're just going to hit the highlights, if you just want to ride Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest and the Safari, yes, you could do that in half a day, but you're not going to see nearly all of the things that we've talked about or get to try all the tasty snacks that we've talked about either in a half day at this park. So I, I do recommend a full day for clients who are visiting. So what's the perfect age for kids at Disney's Animal Kingdom? Taylor, what are your thoughts here? I think that there's a lot to do for even kids as young as four. They have the Dinoland dig up site. There's also the the carnival games. I I used to work in Dinoland, so I worked those carnival games. Those are fun. 
I saw a lot more kids who were around the ages of like 10, early tweens age, just because some of those rides, especially like Expedition Everest and Collie River Rapids, those are a little bit more intense, but there's still lots of things for kids to do, like little kids. Yeah, I agree. Jenny, your thoughts? I think the same thing about four. It's a bigger park with lots of walking and lots to do for all ages. But I think four is kind of the magic age and up because there are height requirements for a lot of the rides and um, but tons of characters for the littles. So I'd say four ish. Yeah, I think that four and up would be a, a good age range. Obviously, you know, I started going to Disney when my kids were little. My girls were two on our first trip. So we've had and now they're 11 and 13. So we've had a lot of time to kind of see how this is transitioning upward. And we've always enjoyed it, but it just changes as they grow. So one of my kids' favorites was the Boneyard whenever they were little. And so we would spend usually a couple of hours in the Boneyard and they would play and dig and climb and enjoy and I mean, that's obviously something they can't do now. They're too big. So to have not had that experience, I think they would have been sad. But it was one of my favorite memories is spending that time there and getting to watch them play and enjoy and burn off some steam in the in the boneyard. Okay, so slice of life this week. I think we did a good job of covering all of the fun at Disney's Animal Kingdom, but in our slice of life. Who has an upcoming Disney trip planned? Jenny, do you have something planned? I sure do. We're counting down. We're in like the 70s. We're going in June and I cannot wait. And then I'm hoping to do a mother-daughter trip either late September or early October. My daughter turns nine on September 22nd. I kind of feel like a Disney World vacation would be the perfect birthday present for me and her. Well, hopefully my girls aren't listening to this, but we would love to have you join us for the 50th anniversary on October 1st. We will be there celebrating my girl's 12th birthday on September 28th, and I'm sure that Ella and Anna and Clara would get a long (laughs) break. And we need somebody in the parks at Animal Kingdom on the 1st, because we've got somebody who's already going to be at Magic Kingdom Epcot and Hollywood Studios that day. And it is my second favorite park. (laughs) (laughs) see so there you go there you go and there's still park passes available i checked today so you could totally make it happen no pressure no pressure (laughs) so taylor do you have any upcoming disney trips planned i'm still trying to nail down an exact time that i can go for the 50th i'm probably thinking closer to like november thanksgiving time but i'll definitely be out there before 2021 is up awesome yeah i i think Especially once the 50th hits on October 1st, we can't go wrong with being there. And we are definitely seeing an uptick in people ready to book for late 2021 and early 2022 as those dates are now available. As And park passes are already filling up for October 1st. Magic Kingdom is already not available. It's going to be crazy, but a fun crazy, I think. So I'm super excited about all of that. So jumping into our Crushed It segment for this week. Our crushed it this week is Bomba Socks. So this seems like a weird one, but as Jenny said just a few minutes ago, Animal Kingdom does require a lot of walking. So having good shoes and good socks is really important when visiting the parks. You also do need to think that 
if you ride Cali River Rapids or one of those, you're going to get wet. Your shoes are going to get wet. Your socks are going to get wet. Maybe Keens are a better option. I don't know, or Crocs or whatever you like, but you need supportive shoes and you need comfortable socks. So these are my favorite go-to socks. They're a little bit more expensive, but they last a long time. And I always ask for a few pairs for Christmas. These are what end up in my stocking every year. So I'll put a link to these in the show notes. And I would rank these five pineapple rings. Any thoughts on socks from either of you or shoes? They're important. (laughs) (laughs) Or any special shoes that you like or wear when you're in the parks? Are you... I know we were just having this conversation in the pineapple escapes thread recently. Is there anything special there that you think about? I don't always go for the smart solution when it comes to these parks. And I'm very much looking for something that looks cute with our matching outfits. But I think a more reasonable person should definitely stick to thicker, cushier socks and tennis shoes because it is a lot of walking. I agree. Taylor, thoughts? Yes, for sure on good shoes. And another thing that I would put on the list for just preparing for your trip to Animal Kingdom is pack a poncho, especially during monsoon season in the summer. It usually rains every single day, so it doesn't last very long, but it pours down in Animal Kingdom. So you'll want to pack poncho, an umbrella, something so you're not caught in the rain. (laughs) When we were on the AP in November... It was crazy. There was a tropical storm that had just passed and we were all, we all had rain jackets or ponchos, but it poured like the whole first half of the day. And we, we did a video. I think we went live on the pineapple escapes page and we were just all like drenched and we're like, see what we do for our clients. We're experiencing this for you. And we're just all like, looked like drowned rats, but it, it was still fun. We still had a great day, but it definitely is one of those parks where you get wet. So that is definitely a good tip to pack a poncho. Okay, so I think we've covered Animal Kingdom fairly well. Thank you, Jenny and Taylor, for chatting with us today about all the things we love about Disney's Animal Kingdom and some of the things that maybe we would pass on to. And you can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com. And our site includes links to all of our Travel Tidbits episodes, plus information about all of our agents and links for our social media. We'd love to have you join our community. Bye, guys. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.